0: young adults. Our society has a whole cluster of markers that indicate our emergence into adulthood and graduating high school and reaching 18. That's one of the important ones. So today we gather, we celebrate our young people beginning their journey into adulthood. Denise and I were just remembering yesterday when though the kids that stood up here were just small children. Uh, when, when we met Mariah when she was I think two or three years old we met Michaela when she wasn't <laughs> yet. <laughs> Watched the children grow up. I don't know how old was Evan. I don't remember how, Evan. How old are we? We <laughs> got here. There you yeah. So <clears throat> today I want to talk uh, to our young adults a little bit about how things are going to go from here on out. <clears> They're <throat> going off into the adult world, maybe to college, maybe career. You now begin in earnest to work on three big questions, the the answer to which, the outcome of which will be powerfully deterministic in your life. Who will I be? Who will I be with? And what will I do? It's a beginning that comes with a lot of stuff that young adults need to learn, practical things like balancing checkbooks and changing oil in the car, making sure that pills get paid on time. There's also a lot of practical things that come with it, that carry some emotional component as well, like managing your money, paying close attention to what comes in and what goes out, developing the emotional skills of being able to say no and say yes. You have to learn that stuff too. Now, just as an aside to young people, here's something that I would like to tell you. Be really careful with credit cards because there is an industry of jackals out there waiting for you As soon as you leave the protection of home, they're going to pounce on your youthfulness. It's just going to happen. And they're going to smile a great big toothy grin and they're going to tell you how super easy it is to get a shiny new credit card. And they're really trying to just get you into a cycle of monthly payments. And they don't care that those payments are going to shackle and crush you. They just want their monthly take. It's criminal what happens to young people with the credit industry these days. So be really careful. Now that's not the point. (laughs) the point is that being adult is a little bit demanding. Being adult is a little bit of a struggle. (laughs) Another important thing you're going to have to learn is managing your own schedule. For a long time, somebody's been telling you where to be and when to be there. Now you have to learn to manage your own days. That means you're going to have to figure out what is really important in life, and then going to have to Make sure that you show up for those things, the things that really are important. Have to discern the answers to questions like, should I be working now or should I be resting now? Should I be building relationships right now or should I be working on my own interior dream right now? And nobody tells you where to be and when to be. And so you're going to have to figure out what's important in life. And you're going to have to figure out where that important stuff happens. And you're going to have to figure out how to schedule your life so you're there where the important stuff happens. And that's a tough life skill too. You're going to have to learn which voices to listen to. Uh, Who says the stuff in life that helps move you forward and who says stuff in life that doesn't help you move forward. And you're gonna have to learn to when you should listen to voices outside of yourself like parents and professors and bosses and friends and when you should listen to the wisdom of your own interior voice. That's a tough balance to hit as well but it's really important to learn this stuff and you have to learn it well. So yeah, it's a bunch of stuff. And when you're just starting out, the challenge of it all can feel kind of daunting. There's a lot of stuff, and it really is important stuff. And you really do need to get good at it. Because if you don't, life gets kind of painful. When I was just getting out of high school, I was thinking about that getting ready. When I was getting a glimpse of how demanding adulthood is, it feels a little daunting. I bet it does for you as well. So today, we celebrate your moving into adulthood. We celebrate you moving into all of this demanding, daunting stuff. And so I thought I might offer a little bit of comfort. Four things that somewhat mitigate the daunting challenges of adulthood. First, adulthood is fun. (laughs) It isn't just responsibility. It's not just about seeing life's challenges and then rising to them. It's not just about learning and growing and training your brain. It is that, but it's also a lot of fun stuff. It's the freedom to make choices that really are fulfilling. It's the adventure of charting a path that is uniquely yours. It's that write-your-own-story stuff that we talked about this morning. And that, it turns out, is deeply fulfilling, and it is a lot of fun. It's exciting and it's scary in a roller coaster scary kind of way. It really is good. You get to go places you couldn't go as children. You get to explore things you couldn't explore before. You get to develop relationships that you couldn't access when you were in the sheltered environment that childhood necessitates. And then there's dream chasing, and then there is world building, which is all, again, very deeply, deeply fulfilling. So yes, the demands of adulthood are daunting, but the daunt is more than offset by the fulfillment. The second thing is... How did that happen? Oh, yeah, they're all up there at once. (laughs) You know what the second thing is. (laughs) The second thing is you can do this. You really can do this. A whole lot of people before you, people who are older now, but when they started out were not any smarter than you are, a whole lot of those people have figured this out. We all made our mistakes, as you will. we also learned from our mistakes we discerned the interior voice we learned how to follow it we discerned our own path forward we learned how to walk it we learned how to write our own stories and along the way we figured out bill paying along the way we figured out oil changing and credit scores and debt staying out of we figured all those things out so really if we can do it (coughs) that means it can be done and if it can be done that means you can do it as you start walking down this path all you really need to do is just pay attention You watch for what needs to be learned, and you learn it. You figure out what has to be done, and you learn how to do it. You can do this hard thing. So when we were starting out, when I was, when your parents were starting out, when every adult who seemed to have this adulthood thing down was starting out, we all wondered if we would make it in the world, if we could make it in the world. And a whole lot of us did. And really, and I'm not kidding about this part, we aren't any smarter than you are. So yes, the demands... Of adulthood are daunting, but it is a outable reality. You can do this thing. Third, we've oh yeah, that's right, still <laughs> up there. <laughs> Third, we've given you a really important foundation. We exposed you to the spiritual journey, because it turns out the tools that we've been teaching you all along, from the time that you were with Miss Chris and Miss Vicky and Miss Tammy and Miss Mary, when, as you were learning how to work the circle all the way up through, I think, when you were that age Nathan Nathan started off as leader and then Chris and uh, Miss Dominique and then more recently John, we've been teaching you the spiritual journey. That if you walk well will make your life journey, your adulting journey, go much better. So we taught you to work the circle in age-appropriate ways. We taught you some of the important communal practices, the practices of being together. We taught you the importance of meditation and the contemplative practices. We taught you to be lifelong learners. We taught you the important parts of, of our spiritual wisdom. And we taught you to be serving, to give yourself in service to something bigger than yourself, to give yourself away to a world that needs. We taught you the fundamentals of the spiritual journey. We taught you the essential organizing principle that you are carriers of the indwelling divine and that the journey to God is a journey going within to your deepest self, the place where the Spirit of God indwells you. When you strip away all of the interior voices of fear and all the voices that clutch and clamor for validation and for empowerment and for security, when you strip away all the ego as self voices, what you find within your deepest being, is the interior voice of the Holy Spirit. And so consequently, we taught you the two-step dance of the spiritual journey. We taught you to desire deeply things of divine life and then simply to pay attention. And you would find that the Spirit of God will keep nudging you and pointing you forward. And it turns out that when we do those two steps, we do discern the interior voice. And when we do, we do Awaken to the interior divine, the interior wisdom. We do transcend the limits of false self. And when that happens, this adult thing, it does get considerably easier. It falls into line much better. When the ego version of self loses some of its dominance, and the spirit self, the divine center self, begins to gain some of that dominance then our discernment is enhanced. Our wisdom is enhanced. You begin to develop the core virtues that open the door to the abundant life that Jesus taught us about. We become prudent and wise. We become people of good judgment. We do get courageous and brave. We get stalwart. We become able to control our interior compulsions We're able to put aside the energy centers that drive so many people, compulsive clutching for, grasping after, security or validation or control, because, it turns out, chasing those things is always a fool's errand. As powerfully motivating as those are, it doesn't take us anywhere. It sucks up our whole lives, (coughs) but even when we get them, doesn't give us the good life. We taught you the foundations of the spiritual journey. So we've given you a solid foundation for doing this adult thing well. And if you will build on that foundation as you're building your own life, if you'll draw from the wisdom of that ancient truth as you write your own story, if you walk the spiritual journey, then the life journey, the adult journey will go much better for you. So yes, the demands of adulthood are daunting. But if you build your life on the spiritual journey that we taught you, then the demands of adulthood will take care of themselves much, much better. Now, about this whole spiritual journey thing, let me say a few things about the difference between organized religion and the spiritual journey. I use this metaphor all the time religion is the house. And spirituality lives inside the house. The important thing is the spirituality. The shell, the tool, the setting, that's the house. Now don't get me wrong, houses are good. When you live in a house, you have a lot of good things. You have a bed for sleeping, you have a table for eating, you've got a family room for connecting in, you've got a roof for rainy days. A house offers a lot of good things. And life goes better for people when they live in houses, but a house is really just a house. It's the people in the house that are really important, that's what matters. Well, the house of religion is the same way. It's a good thing, it gives us many things, but the spirituality, that's the point. How our souls fare, how we grow, how we connect with the indwelling divine, that's what really matters, our spirituality. But in the same way that people fare better when they have a house, our spirituality fares better when it has a religion. But here's the problem in our lifetimes, And it will be true in your lifetimes as young adults. (laughs) Sometimes houses get toxic. Sometimes houses get rats or radon or they get toxic mold. And when that happens, the best thing in the world for a person to do is to move out of the house. And likewise, sometimes religions get toxic. We lose our way. Our story of God gets corrupted. Our religious practices, our instincts become hypocritical. Or harmful. Our words get crooked, sometimes dishonest, sometimes fraudulent. We say God is good, but we act as though God is bad. We say God is love, but we act hatefully. And when our religion gets toxic, the best thing for spirituality to do is to move out of the house. In our lifetimes, a whole lot of organized religion has gotten toxic. And so, many people have moved their spirituality out of the house of religion. Now, if you've been living in a toxic house with the rats and the radon, then when you move out, what a relief that is. It feels so much better for a little while until it starts to dawn on you that now you're homeless, that you don't have a house for your spirituality. And wandering, you don't have a kitchen or a table or a family room. Now when your parents brought you to NRCC, they brought you to a community trying to renovate the house of religion. We have been working hard to get the rats and the mold out to rebuild the house that our spirituality can live in. When we hammered out working the circle that we taught you from the time you were very, very young, we were trying to figure out a non-toxic way to help each other not be wandering on our spiritual journeys. The reason we say all the time that we find God better together than we do alone is because many of us know what it's like to be without a religion because we had to get out of a toxic environment. Many of us know about homeless spirituality. We've had to leave the toxic version. So we've learned that we do much better together in a healthy house, in a healthy religion than we did when we were either in a toxic house or when we were wandering outside of a house. We've learned that helping each other work the circle circle, helps us move our spirituality forward, helps us thrive in our own spiritual lives. So when we are in this thing together, rather than alone, when we have a religious house for our spirituality to live in, we can do the four practices better than when we were alone. We can do better together than we do alone i tell you that young people because you're about to go out there to an environment in which most of your peers are leaving the religious house and to be honest they should be because the house has gotten toxic they're trying to make their spirituality work in homelessness because they don't really have another option because they can't find a healthy house they can't find a healthy religion for their spirituality And again, if your choice is between homelessness and radon, homelessness is better. But this is a time in our history when we must be about rebuilding the house. This is the time in your generation, young people, when our religion must be rebuilt. And so what we taught you as you were growing up, working the circle, the 2 stepped dance of the spiritual journey, that's a healthy house, that spirituality can live in. And if you can't find that house out there in the big wide world, we want you to keep looking. If you know what you're looking for, then you can better find it. You have that advantage. You do know what healthy religious community looks like. But even so, if after you search and keep searching, it still remains elusive, you may, as we did, have to use what you've learned here to build your own, spiritual community. Which brings up the fourth thing that's a little bit comforting. We're with you in this. We'll help you. While you are still here, if you stay in town or if you go away, you belong to us. You remember that from the reading earlier. We are deeply interested in your well-being. If your spiritual life isn't thriving out there in the big wide world, call home. We'll do what we can to help you. If your spiritual life really is thriving out there in the big wide world, also call home. We'd love to celebrate that with you. And if you're home for Christmas, I know I would, and I bet Chris and Julie would, I know Miss Dominique would and John would love to get coffee with you. Love to hear how it's going. I know I would happily phone chat with you to talk about what to look for in spiritual community, how to build the elements of spiritual community for yourself, because you're one of us. You belong. If you stay home, you belong. If you leave home, you belong. We stood with you as you were children, and we want to do the same with you as adults. You will find us keenly interested in your health and well-being as you go out there into the big wide world so Lord we hold our young people before the divine life that is in all and in them and we pray discernment for them direction from the interior divine we pray clarity for them to follow the way of truth and life we pray diligence for them steadfastness, determination, and we pray they find a rich context of spiritual community in which they will not have to travel this journey alone. May they find a community to work the circle with, sharing the journey deeply and authentically together, embracing the quietness of deep soul listening, engaged in lifelong learning, serving the world around them. I pray that would be so, for our young people. In Jesus' name. Amen.